Scouting out of the blue corner. He gives you your football meat and potatoes style and is the undisputed king of detailed player analysis. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Steve the It is Monday, September 10th. My name is Steve the Scout. I am the voice of the Pro Football Scouting Podcast. Today, I'm going to be breaking down all the action that happened yesterday on Sunday's NFL games. Look, you can go to ESPNNFL.com, Bleacher Report, a lot of different places to see what the scores were, what the stats were, but my goal is to give you a unique, fresh perspective on what happened that you're not going to get anywhere else. For more information, follow me on Twitter at SteveTheScout81. You can also follow me on Facebook on the Pro Football Scouting Podcast page and follow me on SteveTheScout.com. I would say at this point, as the website and things are getting going, definitely, you know, Facebook and and, uh, Twitter are going to be the places to go. But if you do want to check out SteveTheScout.com, uh, much of that website is done, but we'll still be adding more to it as we as I go along and progress. So, like I said, want to give you guys a unique perspective, break down what happened yesterday. This is football meat and potato style, so let's let's dive right into it. First of all, um, let's look at what happened between the Colts and the Bengals yesterday. I'm going to run through these really quickly. Here's what I saw, short and sweet. Andrew Luck still has the capability to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He's one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league. His arm strength looked back. It's a really good sign for Colts fans. The Bengals won, and the Bengals should be excited because, look, Andy Dalton has consistently improved, and at times he's at times he's been one of the very good quarterbacks of the AFC. I think the Bengals offense showed showed in preseason that they were going to be very balanced, and they and they did that they did that on Sunday's game. Joe Mixon had a big game. Andy Dalton spread the ball out, went to eight receivers, went 21 for 28, was able to move the chains. Dalton had a pick at the end of the game, but that's really because rookie center Billy Price got beat. But if you're if you're a Bengals fan, good news because their offense looked balanced. And if you're a Colts fan, yeah, they lost. But Andrew Luck really looked um, like he had his arm strength back, and I think he's going to really help this football team. Moving on to the uh, you know the big matchup between Odell Beckham versus Jalen Ramsey, Giants versus the Jaguars. We know the Jaguars won that one, but look, um, Odell going against Ramsey, he did pretty good. Um, Odell Odell looked sensational coming back. His speed looked like where it should be, um, and he had seven targets, five receptions for seventy-five yards. He did actually did better against Jalen Ramsey than he did against the rest of the defense. Um, Odell Beckham and Saquon Barkley, there's no doubt. Those, those are the best players they have on offense. Probably the best players they have in the entire team. Barkley had a 67-yard touchdown run that very, very few running backs would be able to make. Sterling Shepard, their slot receiver, looks really good. Um, he's, he's just reliable, can get separation, can catch in traffic. Evan Ingram, huge receiving threat, but he had some serious drops yesterday. Definitely cost the Giants in that game. Eli, Eli Manning looked a lot more comfortable in this offense. I love the I love the Giants' use of play actions, but but the Jaguars' defense look 
They have 11 starters. Eight of them have made the Pro Bowl. Yannick Ngakwe, their defensive end, I've talked a lot about him. He played great yesterday. I believe he can be in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year. I really liked what I saw from Ngakwe as well as middle linebacker Miles Jack, who I think is going to emerge as one of the best in the game, one of the best in the league this year. But that that's my report on what happened between Giants and Jaguars. Moving through this really quickly, looking at what happened between the Steelers and the Browns, Big Ben did not play his best game yesterday. Uh, you know, they had running back James Conner come in in Le'Veon Bell's absence. That was, you know, he he, play, he played well. Um, great game from Denzel Ward, their rookie uh, fourth overall pick. He had two interceptions, and look, that's why you that's why you draft a guy fourth overall so he can make plays like that. Good start for Denzel Ward. Miles Garrett was able to generate a lot of pressure. Um, worked with Bruce Smith in the offseason. So I think you're going to see big things from Miles Garrett this year. And the younger brother of J.J. Watt, T.J. Watt, had four sacks in the game. Pretty good. However, um, I did go back and watch the tape on all those, and a lot of those plays, he was going against the tight end and tackles that could not block. So I wouldn't say that those sacks were extremely hard to get, but you can't deny he got four of them, so that's, that's pretty good. Um, the game ended up in a tie. Cleveland's still looking for a win. Um, so we'll see what happens. I'm going to be interested to see how James Conner plays the, the running back in Le'Veon Bell's absence because you're probably never going to see Le'Veon Bell in a Steelers uniform again. Browns fans should be excited. They played neck and neck with Pittsburgh, something they have not been able to do in quite some time. I'm sure they'll get their first win pretty soon. Breaking down the Vikings and the 49ers, um, and what happened there, look, you can say Jimmy Garoppolo had a letdown game in terms of interceptions, but if you're a 49ers fan, I really wouldn't worry too much. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo still showed a lot of good stuff that game. He was able to spread the ball around. He really relied a lot on tight end George Kittle. Um, Kirk Cousins looked great. He threw the ball from different launch points, and he really looked, really looked great in that offense. I think what is going to be a big factor for his success is, is he's working with one of the best quarterback coaches in the world, and John D. Filippo, who actually worked previously with Carson Wentz. And if you saw a lot of what he did with Carson Wentz, is Carson Wentz was always moving around, throwing at different launch points, um, and kept the defense off balance. Kirk Cousins did, did did a lot of that yesterday. Vikings defense looked great, um, but you know, and, and I really think that's the difference. I think the Vikings are the most complete team in the NFL. They have a franchise quarterback. Franchise running back, franchise receivers, and arguably the best defense in the NFL. Um, and they certainly looked pretty good yesterday. Um, on the 49ers defensive side of the ball, DeForest Buckner from Oregon. That guy is absolutely devastating. He he had a he added a lot of pressure yesterday. He's the he's probably the best player on that defense, maybe even the best player on that team. And and considering that team includes Jimmy Garoppolo, Ruben Foster, and Richard Sherman. That's pretty good. DeForest Buckner, I think, could be one of those guys that's also in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year. But if you're a Vikings fan, that's good stuff. 49ers, I wouldn't worry too much. I think Jimmy G will be fine. Houston Texans versus the Patriots. Deshaun Watson looked terrible. Um, he he looked about as bad, well, not as bad as Nathan Peterman, but looked about as bad as any quarterback I saw yesterday. One of my concerns about Deshaun Watson coming out of college was his accuracy? Um, look, he was—he was the one guy that I really wasn't sure that he would—he would be able to succeed in the NFL. But 
He proved me wrong last year, but I did have concerns about his accuracy, and he he showed a lot of that yesterday. Maybe it was rust. I don't know whether to say to worry about it too much because uh, in college I did see a lot of those accuracy issues. We'll see. We'll see how he goes and progresses as the season comes along. But look, he's a second-year quarterback. He's rusty. Came off an ACL injury. Give him some time, and we'll see. Patriots didn't look rusty at all. Their defense played really good, and I expect it's going to be another good year from the Patriots. They don't look like they've missed a beat. Brady really is one of the best I've ever seen at throwing into tight windows, and showed showed a lot of that yesterday. Uh, good, good game, good game by by the Pats and Brady for the win there. Moving on to Denver versus Seattle, um, Broncos fans, don't worry about Case Keenum. I knew he, th- I know he threw some interceptions yesterday, but he can get the ball downfield. Um, last year, he showed me. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, he was helped by Pat Shermer's offense, but Case Keenum looked like a really damn good quarterback last year. And in my opinion, uh, from what I saw yesterday, I don't think this guy is going to have any issue getting that offense going. Um, Broncos receivers looked really good. It was a close game. Von Miller looked Von Miller looked great as usual, but you know the Broncos defense they can't cover tight ends to save their lives. That's going to be a major problem for that defense. They really got to get someone that can cover tight ends. That's going to be their Achilles heel on defense. And again, I thought Case Keenum looked really good despite the picks. Broncos won and they responded pretty well to the adversity yesterday. Um, but again, a close game. Redskins versus the Cardinals. The Redskins can be really damn good this year because, again, preseason matters. I say that don't don't neglect the tape that you see in preseason because it matters. In preseason, I saw Adrian Peterson and their defensive line generate a. Cr- I saw Adrian Peterson play great, look like he had his initial burst back, and he showed that again yesterday, getting a hundred yards in the ground, passing Jim Brown to become tenth on the all-time NFL rushing list. And he's going to continue to play good. And I think you're going to see another good year from Adrian Peterson, despite many people think thinking that he was washed up. This Redskins defense can be really good, especially the defensive line. They're, they're loaded there. Their defensive line looked dominant in the preseason. Uh, and I think that's going to continue. Uh, and Alex Smith, you know, he is one of the best in the game at reading defenses pre-play. Um, he, is, he is a good fit for that offense. I think he's actually going to do better in Washington than what Kirk Cousins did. And I also think Kirk Cousins is going to do better in Minnesota. So um, Alex Smith looked great. Uh, good good game overall by the Redskins. They looked balanced in every aspect of the game. Cardinals just didn't have good play calling. Couldn't get things going. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call for Sam Bradford's head just yet. Give him some more time. He's a good quarterback. Moving on to the Dolphins versus the Tennessee Titans. The biggest thing I would mention about this game is Ryan Tannehill looked really good to me. I mentioned you shouldn't give up on him because he has he has the arm and a lot of the other intangibles that you don't see from too many other quarterbacks. Uh, I think Ryan Tannehill is capable of being a franchise quarterback for this team. Look, they wanted to get you know people wanted to give up on him because of the injuries, but look, he's he's ta- he's talented and I think he can be a good quarterback in this league and he's proved it before. Um, and this game also imp- this game also proves why you should not be eliminating the kickoff because one of the biggest turn of events of the game was Joaquin Grant having a 101 yard touchdown return um, for for the for the Miami Dolphins. 
Uh, the Dolphins got great play on, on their defense from linebacker Kiko Alonso. Picked off Marcus Mariota on a screen pass that he read beautifully. He's a smart, instinctive linebacker and really a huge game for Kenny Stills, the, Do- the, Dolphins, the Dolphins tight end. But if you're a Dolphins fan, you know, I would be excited about what you saw from Ryan Tannehill. They needed someone to step up now that Jarvis Landry is gone and Kenny Stills did that yesterday. Looked Dolphins offense looked a lot better. Big blow for Tennessee. They lost three important players in yesterday's game. You can make the argument that they lost the three best players on their entire offense in one game. They lost Marcus Mariota, their quarterback, Delaney Walker, tight end, and Taylor Luan, their left tackle, who's one of the best in the game. Big, big disappointing game for Tennessee based on all that. Hopefully they can bounce back and we'll see what happens with those injuries. Uh, Moving on to the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Chargers. I was surprised that the Chiefs won. Uh, Look, I thought the Chargers matched up better than them in almost every single area. But look, um, I said before, Patrick Mahomes, um, he has he has a huge arm, but I think he may make a ton of mistakes. I still think that's going to happen. But the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, showed you that, yes, okay, maybe arm strength and speed, It's maybe it's somewhat overrated in the NFL, but not, not if you know how to use it properly. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, look, when, when I looked, when I looked at his arm yesterday, this guy might have the strongest arm in the NFL above anyone. Um, he, his, his balls have an incredible amount of of velocity. He can throw, he can throw a bomb probably better than anyone in the game. And Tyreek Hill, look, he's a guy with track speed. And a lot of times track speed doesn't necessarily make a good wide receiver. We've seen that before, but we, when you can run the full route tree, um, and you can convert that to, to an NFL receiver. Big things are going to happen, and Tyreek Hill is going to be one of those rare examples where you know world class track speed. You can you can transform it to be a receiver, and you can be really special in this league. Big stuff from Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill yesterday. That is a vertical offense that I think is going to be pretty tough to stop. Um, and again, you know, arm speed, tra- uh, arm strength, and track speed. You can say they're overrated. But these guys knew how to make use of it yesterday. Big game for the Chiefs. If you're a Chiefs fan, you got to be excited. Alex Smith was a great. Co- Alex Smith is a great quarterback, but Patrick Mahomes gives them something that very, very few order quarterbacks in the NFL can give a team. Look, I'm not saying Patrick Mahomes is going to be Brett Favre, but uh, I think you know with his risk reward factor, I think the reward is going to outweigh the risk, which is turning the ball over. But still, I think he's going to make some mistakes. Drive Andy Reid crazy, but you got to be excited about about that about that offense from Kansas City. Moving on to Dallas versus Dallas Cowboys versus the Panthers, I was really surprised how poorly Dallas's offensive line played. I really thought the right side of the offensive line was going to play good, and it didn't. Zeke looked way less explosive than usual. The receivers couldn't receivers couldn't gain any separation, and Dak played Dak played bad. The offense looked broken to me. Um, there are not too many instances where I'm going to say you should really be worried about how your team played in week one, but for the Cowboys, I would be really worried about this offense because that offensive line didn't protect yesterday. They're supposed to be the best in the league. Zeke didn't have his explosion. I wouldn't worry too much about Zeke, but re- what I really would worry about is going to be Dak Prescott, his play, and 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 the off and the receivers not getting separation that I think 
could continue to be an issue. They don't they don't really have a true number one receiver. Look, if Dak has a bad year and the Cowboys don't make the playoffs, I think this should be it for Dak Prescott and really, really definitely should be it for Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett has been on a long leash and I don't know how much how much how much more time he's gonna have. Luke Keegley did a lot to affect that game in terms of pre-play reading. He's he's one of the smartest in the game at that. He affects the game, um, really hurt Dallas's offense and helped them a lot. Got guys in the right position to play. I know it's week one of, but if you're a Cowboys fan, uh, if I was, I would definitely feel down about that loss because there were some things in that game yesterday, especially Dak and the receivers not getting not getting separation that would that would bother me quite a bit. And moving on to Sunday night's action, you had the Packers versus the Bears. Khalil Mack was absolutely dynamic in that first half. He was he was the MVP of that first half uh, for the Bears, no question about it. Made made play after play. One play, he actually stripped the ball right out of the quarterback. But as we all know, the big story of the game is is Aaron Rodgers. The Bears were were leading them twenty to nothing. Aaron Rodgers looked like he was going to be out, maybe even the rest of the season after he suffered that knee injury. Still don't know exactly what it is. So uh, the X-rays at this point, as I'm recording it, have not been taken yet. You got to hope that he's going to be okay. Um, but look, what he did, how he came back, and essentially played on one knee, took them took them from a twenty to nothing deficit, and came back to win the game. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, this guy is one of the best quarterbacks of all time and the most talented quarterback in the NFL today. Good, good, exciting stuff there out of Green Bay. So that breaks down all of Sunday's action. Uh, tonight's going to be Monday Night Football. Excited about those games tonight. Uh, again, join me on Wednesday um, where I'm going to be going over Q&A. So if you guys have questions on anything about a player or on the field, send it to stevethescout81 at gmail.com. Look forward to chatting with you guys then. You guys enjoy your Monday. This is Steve the Scout with the Pro Football Scouting Podcast, signing off. Ladies and gentlemen, we apologize, but Steve the Scout has left the building. I repeat, Steve the Scout has left the building.